is the G. Gordon Liddy Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, General Motors Chief Executive Rick Wagoner is now saying that the automaker would be liquidated if it were to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. This is a very drastic statement, and uh, considering many companies choose uh, Chapter 11 bankruptcy for protection from creditors and the ability to reorganize. Uh, thus, this uh, landmark statement raises the question of whether General Motors could be solvent even with additional bailout funds. Now, to discuss this uh, with me, I have a second-generation car guy as my guest. His father, Bob Dilmore, worked for Buick Motor Division for 17 years and is now CEO of an automotive consulting firm. Robbie Dilmore, my guest, spent 35 years in the retail automobile business, uh, going all the way from car washer, lot boy, uh, up to uh, service manager, and then uh, he switched to selling cars, and, and he became the finance and insurance manager for new and used cars uh, sales, and uh, was general manager and a dealer principal and majority stockholder of a Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep uh, dealership for 10 years, right up until uh, 2008. And he, he now has a uh, radio show of his own, it's called the Christian Car Guy, uh, which was started when he was uh, still running his dealership in 2006. And Robbie, welcome to the show. Wow, it's great to be on with you. It, this is a pretty uh, exciting time for the car business. Well, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it is an exciting time, interesting time. There's an old Chinese curse saying, may you live in interesting times. Uh, why do you think... Uh, Wagoner would say uh, that Chapter 11, which is specifically designed for protection from creditors while you reorganize, it would give him the ability to break these legacy contracts and, and all the rest of it that are strangling GM. Uh, why, why would he say that it's, and which is what he's saying, it's the functional equivalent of Chapter 7? I don't understand that. Because, the, see, General Motors... It takes a lot of money to operate a company through Chapter 11, and that they don't feel like they have the debtor in possession financing, which would be 12 to $13 billion, in order to get them through that. So their only option as they go in there would be to start to liquidate because, you know, it's so hard for them to get financing right now if the, if the government doesn't provide something for them on the backside. Well, the talk now is that the government uh, will be imposing... Uh, various uh, schemes and things that would be the functional equivalent of chapter 11 uh, but i don't i don't see that happening uh, because uh, the, the last thing the uaw wants is for the, uh, the you know the company to be able to uh, get out of these horrendous legacy costs that they've got well, the UAW is in a, in a sort of a survival mode themselves trying to figure out. And like I say, that's why it's, it's sort of an exciting time for the car business because what comes out of this will, will be sort of a phoenix out of the ashes into, you know, where we're, where we're headed from here. But nobody tends to want to talk about the real problem because what General Motors is facing, what all the car makers are facing right now, is an American public that is not in a position to buy cars like they have been in the past. There's a tremendous debt problem that nobody seems to be, in all the plans I've seen laid out and all the things that General Motors is doing, 
Nobody's saying, what are we going to do about the fact that the average American right now has $5,000 in negative equity, and they're not in a position to trade, and, and how are we going to address that with a vehicle that will sell in this current market? And so, you know, there's big, huge issues that have got to be addressed in order for them to go back and seek the financing to where somebody says, okay, that's a viable business plan. We think this can work. You know, what's it going to take to, to convince the business world to give them that kind of financing? Well, now, Robbie, you were a dealer, and uh, my understanding is that uh, General Motors and Chrysler and, and, and Ford uh, have far more dealers than they need, but they're uh, in, involved in contracts, franchise agreements uh, that are in accordance to the laws of the several states, uh, and, th and that would also require probably a Chapter 11 to uh, straighten that out. What, what's the dealer situation? Well, the dealer situation is very, very difficult right now because everybody's geared up to sell the, you know, 17, 18 million cars that the auto, American auto industry represented the last few years. But now with the current average being more around 9 million cars, it's not just the manufacturers that are suffering big time. You know, all the dealers are. In fact, I, I saw a news bulletin today that Sonic, uh, one of the largest chains, is is considering whether or not they're going to be solvent. You know, moving forward. So it's a it's a it's a very very difficult time to to figure out where's all the cash going to come, because one thing that car businesses require is gobs and gobs of cash. And who right this minute, realizing the potential for sales isn't what it has been, is willing to loan that money. Yeah, now they have to floor, uh, floor plan their uh, their inventory, don't they? Absolutely, and the the bigger stores, you know, that's twenty twenty five million dollars that they got sitting out there. Wow. Now, uh, how much of a drag on sales is it? F uh, uh, the fact that people have to consider, uh, let's say, I'm going to go buy a, uh, a a Chrysler or something, or I have been thinking of it, uh, but. These people may be out of business, uh, and I'll have an orphan. Uh, yeah. You know, what, what, uh, tell me about there's that. Even, there's even closer problems that they may run into, which is dealers that have financial issues. You know, they trade in a car, they're supposed to be a payoff, and they need to be really careful to make sure that in that transaction they actually get the check for the payoff, or they know for certain that the dealer that they've traded with is going to pay off their trade, because what's happening with some of these dealers go bankrupt is that there's people that traded in cars that their trade-ins were never paid off and they're left holding the bag on the new car that they now have financed as well as the car that they traded in so that's a that's a real right the second issue then you've got the long-term issue who's going to handle the warranty and how am i going to get parts if the car goes out and all these things are part of what's pushing car sales down right this minute but the nice thing is we know god will make a way where there seems to be no way and there's got to be a way to drive sales because any expert in the field will tell you that the answer to this problem is we've got to sell our way out of it. Okay. Uh, Robbie, we need to take a quick break for the benefit of our sponsors. Uh, folks, if you'd like to get in on this uh, conversation, it's 1-800-GG-LIDDY, 1-800-445-4339. My guest is Robbie Dilmore. He's a real car guy. He knows the business. And now's your chance to find out from an expert. And I've got a few more uh, questions for you, Robbie. Uh, if you just be kind enough to stand by, we'll be right back after these words. This is the G. Gordon Liddy Show. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back with my guest, Bob, Robbie Dillmore. And uh, Mr. Dillmore, uh, I noticed from your bio that you work for Truth Broadcasting, and you have three radio shows, Christian Car Guy, Robbie's Hobbies, and ChristianSwapShop.com. <laughs> and uh, now I understand the, the enterprises, but I don't quite understand the Christian connection. Uh, well, obviously, the Lord has a huge part in, in what we all do, and I was really excited to be able to take you know, my passion for the automobile business and other things into the, the Christian network. We, you know, Truth Broadcasting is a Christian teaching and talk network, and we reach out to, to Christians throughout the Southeast. And, and again, I'm on Sirius Channel 161 Family Net Radio as well with a message of, you know, how can we find out what God's doing and, and sort of get in on it, even in the car business? I see. Okay. Well, what is God doing in the car business? <laughs> I mean, if, 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 uh, if there was ever a business that needs God right now, it's the car business. He, he, we do, and, and, and certainly I'm, I'm hoping that people be praying for him. What we need is, and the Bible tells us, not to be doing it. We don't need all this debt. And, and it's all of us that made cars idols, so to speak, that went out and bought more cars than we could afford, bought more houses than we can afford. The situation is is that debt's a real huge issue in the American economy, and, and people can't trade when the banks won't continue to just keep allowing them to have no liquidity. Yeah, now, now you, you know, speaking of uh, who's at fault here and what have you with, with respect to the near demise of the uh, uh, car industry in the first place, the, the the ones that are in trouble is not so much the American car industry, it's the Detroit car industry, because there are American auto workers who are not in the union uh, who are putting together very fine cars here in America. Uh, the uh, Well, I think you, you actually Toyota and Honda are, are, are suffering along these lines, and some of the European automakers as well are asking their governments for money because... When you go from an 18 million uh, market to a 9 million market, you know it it causes a lot of problems for all the automakers. Well, I I, uh, I, I certainly agree, but there but none of them are you know on the verge of collapse the way. Well, Ford, right. General, Ford, Motors. Ford, General Motors, Ford isn't, uh, and Ford hasn't asked for any money, and uh, their, their problem is they've got some really fine products that they've developed over in Europe, especially with diesel engines. And uh, they won't let them bring them here to uh, the United States because they're not manufactured by UAW people. Well, if I can speak to that, what that problem is a minute, in my view, okay. is that back when Henry Ford, uh, Lee Iacocca, some of those people in the past, their heart was to build a car that was a great car that Americans could afford. And those were what I would call real car guys. And we had those in the car industry. Uh, Ed Cole was with General Motors, people that loved to build great cars that Americans could afford. What happened, unfortunately, is a, a, a lot of accountants took over these companies, and rather the heart of the company being to build a great car Americans could afford, it was to keep raising the price of these cars because you could make more profit on a more expensive car. And it became more of a, of a greed thing, not unlike AIG and a lot of things that are going on right now, is to, if we could get them to buy a Cadillac Escalade rather than the Chevy Tahoe version, 
you know, we can make a whole lot more money. Well, as that thing started to back up on them, then we had a lot more American debt. And, and this has gone on from the 60s. Uh, you know, having sold cars clear back since the 70s myself, I can tell you it used to be common to have 36-month financing and need 10% down. And today you might get 84-month financing and you could get a negative 10% down. Yeah. Well, we just got this uh, uh, email in, uh, Robbie. He says, Dear G-Man, I have heard Robbie's show, and it's pretty neat. Question, do you think there is a moral necessity for me as a Christian to buy American-made cars? My husband thinks uh, that if it isn't a Ford or a Chevy, it's just not right. I love my Camry and would like another one. Uh, what does your guest think? This is uh, Annette Fowler sends this from Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh, wonderful. I appreciate him listening very much. I think that that is kind of between him and God. No, I, my personal opinion is you need to buy a car that's best for your family, certainly from a financial standpoint right now and what you can afford. And if you can buy it without going into debt, then you're really, you're really going to be in a position to, to take care of your family through whatever else we're facing. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think God is probably neutral on the subject of uh, what car you, you, you buy. But uh, I know fr now Franklin uh, is concerned because uh, he was talking to uh, Mrs. Franklin the other day about a car, and there appeared writing on the wall. It said, many, many, fell a parson. I like that. Yeah, yeah, you've been weighed and found wanting. <laughs> oh my. So if there's writing on the wall, then I would buy that car. That would be the one that, that certainly, you know, that would be obvious, especially if you live anywhere close to Babylonia. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I have a question, if you don't mind, just because oh, I'm please. fascinated by the subject of your show, Sir Franklin Raffi, a producer. Now, people call you for advice on car repair as well, and then you have sort of a Christ-centered approach to uh, repairing automobiles as well. I, I ask because... I guess I'm I'm an amateur diesel mechanic. Wow. I work on a lot of marine uh, engines, but and and I just I'm just fascinated at how you incorporate a worshipful existence with um, a, a, a field of trade or right. well, stock you, and trade, which which involves often a lot of cussing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, when you're, when you're, well, when you're, I can assure you, I, having grown up in the car business, as, as you know, my father was a car dealer, that I was back in that shop and I heard a few words back there. And, and, and certainly, but the good news is that there are a great, wonderful bunch of Christians out there that are working on cars. And I have some of those guys as experts on my show regularly. Of course, having been around it all my life, I have a lot of those answers as well. But it's amazing to me, and, and, and if you want to listen to a great podcast of a show, I did a show called Share Your Prayer Repair. <laughs> share your prayer repair right and had all these listeners call in that, that that they their repairs were made through prayer you know they were on their way to this situation and all of a sudden that happened and and story after story so god's definitely i think he really he loves us and he, he loves to hear from us whether we're tinkering with a car or whether we're fixing to make a big purchase well I, I tell you my car dealer is a weingartner chevrolet that's where i got my uh, Duramax diesel, and I heard a guy in there uh, working on it, and uh, he skinned his knuckles. And that he wasn't said, pretty. You know, he said, Kishmir him took us. And I, and I, I don't. Th I understand. Yeah. So, so your relationship with your Lord and Savior 
guides your work it, 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 while you're doing it as well? Are you thinking? Are you thinking prayerfully of him and his life and his commandments and his relationship with you as you execute? Well, my my hope would be to someday be able to do that constantly. Mm. I, I heard a wonderful article one time about people use prayer sort of like a phone line. You call up God. But it'd be wonderful at some point in time to never hang up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and honestly, you know, that's that's my joy is to, to develop that relationship to where, yeah, I could get to that point. Am I there? No, not right this minute. And every once in a while, somebody gets me to hang up and I go another direction. But I think that the, the, the part of being all that we can be, part of seeking everybody's good is, is to seek the Savior. Well, that, that was certainly... Uh... Saul of Tarsus's view. <laughs> All right. But he good didn't one, know nothing about diesel engines. <laughs> no, I saw it. I told him. Was, well, he could make a mean tent. I said, Saul, stay away from those injectors. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> don't touch the injectors. Don't touch the timing. That's awesome. All right. That's awesome. I want to thank you, Robbie. Robert, my guest is Robbie Dillmore, and he's, 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 a, he's a great guy. He's got a great sense of humor, and he certainly knows the car business. Thank you so much. Thank you, G. Gordon. God bless. God bless you. God bless America. Yeah, hey, I'll certainly second that. All right, folks, that's it for this hour of the G. Gordon Liddy Show. Many, many peckle up hearts. Liddy.